When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Richie. Might be on Walker. Pew. Pew! That'll do it! That will do it! Pew for Bournemouth! But the gold sands is raised. Everyone here knows what that could mean to this football club. Hello and welcome to episode 177 of Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. The World Cup is in full flow. Hope you're enjoying it. This extras podcast is out to celebrate the fact that Gary Neal has finally been announced as AFC Bournemouth's permanent manager after an extended period of conjecture and waiting for Cherries fans. A mixture of circumstances meant that the wait for the rubber stamping took longer than expected. Firstly, of course, the complexities of the still unannounced takeover from Bill Foley's lead consortium. That caused some delays, but also Bournemouth, well, we seemingly had designs on a bigger name, with Marcelo Bielsa top of the list. Despite the £100 million plus takeover, the hierarchy at Dean Court opted for our caretaker boss to take the full role. Why? Well, amongst the Boscombe fan base, there was relief, there was excitement, but also a slight concern at the way our managers are appointed. And I convey the latest in this explainer. So a new era at AFC Bournemouth begins, and it begins with the appointment of Gary O'Neill, who's become the next permanent manager of the Cherries. It's finally been confirmed on AFCB.co.uk after a period of conjecture where numerous media sources, including The Telegraph, TalkSport and The Athletic and others, all suggested that the Cherries interim manager was getting the job. In this video, we'll gauge the social media reaction of the appointment and we'll be flashing a number of your tweets and comments on screen. But before we begin, whilst we can't speak on behalf of all AFC Bournemouth fans, the initial feedback, we've got to say, 
shows that every Cherries fan seems to be 100% behind Gary O'Neill. He's a man that took a side that was mentally on the floor and he's given the players confidence and belief. And as a result, we now stand in a much healthier league position than I think we all expected. So Gary, thank you for what you've done. We are all behind you. But we've got to say, despite the unity in welcoming Gaz into the job, there has been a lot of scrutiny about how the decision itself was reached. And it comes after a period where Cherries fans have been almost licking their lips at some of the names that have been flying about, most notably Marcelo Bielsa. The former Leeds manager, he was seemingly out of our league, but with the press talking up the Argentinian's potential appointment at AFCB, plus with apparent meetings going on between the board and the manager, his arrival at Dean Court at one stage actually looked more than possible. However, with a combination of factors falling into place, including Gary O'Neill turning down the chance to interview at Luton Town, the writing, we gotta say, did seem on the wall. Then with the news, that the talks with Marcelo had broken down. O'Neill's incoming job role, well, it was effectively all but rubber stamped. It's fair to say that not many Cherries fans are overwhelmed. If there are any supporters in that camp, it's a small percentage. As for the rest of us, well, we're seemingly either underwhelmed or whelmed, if that's even a word. And that's not to discredit any of Gary's work, of course. We can, and we will, all get behind a man who has done so well for us in a short period of time. But once again, it's not the man himself that's under scrutiny, but it's the manner of the appointment which has really disappointed many a cherry. We feel for Gary a little bit. It's like being picked last in the playground. But why was he left to wait so long before the announcement? Was he ever our first choice? Well, our suspicion is that perhaps he wasn't. If the work he'd done was deemed sufficient for the job, surely, straight after the 3-0 over Everton, this should have been enough for us to have given him the role there and then. But no, just like on previous occasions, the appointment was a long and drawn-out procedure, whereby household names were being flung about in the media, with Cherry's fans almost salivating over the prospect of a big-name manager. Whilst it needs to be said, of course, that this was only media speculation, it seems that the board at Dean Court definitely did have designs on someone other than Gary. But once again, we find ourselves in a position whereby we've fallen back on the guy that we had already. I mean, wind back to 2020, Eddie Howe leaves, the club's linked with John Terry, Phil Neville, and there were even designs on Scott Parker. We end up with Tyndall. Fast forward to 2021, Tyndall sacked. The club are linked with Vieira, Henri, Wagner. We end up with Woodgate. And now in 2022, Parker sacked and the club are linked with Nutson, Bielsa, and we end up with O'Neill. Of course, we don't know exactly which of the aforementioned managers actually had conversations with the board, but once again, it is a frustration to Cherries fans that these names are even leaked, especially with the seemingly inevitable subsequent decision being to revert to the cheap option. It does seem to be a trend in recent seasons. And 18 months ago, we actually spoke to Mark McAdam and we asked him why and how top names are leaked. And I pondered whether, in hindsight, that the club might have wanted to not reveal said names because of the disappointment that failure in securing them would create. I think probably, like, like everything in football, um, in hindsight, everyone would do everything very differently. The same 
you know, the same way that, you know, I would do stuff differently in hindsight over the course of the last few weeks, over the course of the last few years, my career and work and family and life, everyone makes decisions that they perhaps regret a little bit later on down the line. But you always make those decisions at the time uh, with the best interests. I genuinely feel like the club were trying to be open and transparent and honest uh, and, and, and perhaps they should have just shut up shop. You know, there are some football clubs that say absolutely nothing to the fans and the fans are left wondering what's going on with my football club. Some perhaps say too much um, and then leave, you know, fans down down the, the garden path and, and they think the club's going in one direction and then suddenly they do something different and everyone's saying, well, you said this. Football is a moving feast uh, and nothing is ever certain, ever. Um, you know, and you look at some of the players that perhaps Bournemouth have signed over the years, you, you look at them and you think, well, that was a bad signing. But then you put yourselves in the, the shoes of those making the decision. You look at the list of the three or four players they could sign in that position and they go, well, you know, there's been times where I've looked at players that have joined Bournemouth and I thought, you know, why did you sign that player? And then you have a conversation and you go, well, these were the four options. And you go, well, oh, yeah, I can see why you signed him now because I would have taken him and I would have taken him and I definitely would have taken him. So there's always a thought process behind every every decision. Uh, and I think the club perhaps just got caught out with with being a little bit too honest, maybe, um, trying to do the right thing. Uh, and of course, you know, once you start this process of searching for a manager, it's n there's nothing simple in football. You know, there, there is no straightforward process where it's, this is the situation, it's all black and white, bomb, 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 and go. It, it, you know, there's always so many shades of grey that make this decision and this whole journey a really challenging one for anyone that, that has to make it. And I'm so glad that I'm not making this decision because I can imagine how difficult it is. Maybe as a club, we're just a little bit too transparent sometimes. Interestingly, some fans think that it's almost a weird social experiment that we're doing. If we go and have conversations with big names, regardless of the intention of employing them, the profile of the club is raised and it may make the ears of other potential candidates prick up as a result. Maybe it's just a clever way of making the club look bigger and more desirable than it actually is. Who knows? But look, alternatively, as is possibly the case, what happened is that the club did interview these names and they simply gave the role to who they considered was best for the job. In fans' minds, of course, once we have various names banded about in the media, what we do is natural. We create our own tier list in our heads about which names are the most exciting and best suited to the job. I mean, I'm guessing not many had Gary O'Neill over Bielsa in that tier list, right? Maybe a few did. But for the board, what they do is they draw up a list of pros and cons, I suppose. And then between Hughes, Blake, Foley and whoever else, a decision is made that secures the stability of the club. For us, midway through the season, with the club in a mm, perilous position in the league, the decision would undoubtedly be maybe more short-termist than long-term. And that'll be Foley's focus here, right? He's forking out a wedge of cash and he needs the club to be staying in the Premier League. They've analysed the two managers and they've either decided or been forced into a position whereby O'Neill is deemed the best. And certainly there are reasons why you could say that O'Neill's appointment is right. For instance, with Marcelo Bielsa, you would require a change in personnel, ball-playing defenders, and you would effectively be ripping up the rule book, which... Most of our players are now fully ingrained in. He'd also be expensive. 
he'd be bringing in a different team and he'd want resources above and beyond what maybe AFC Bournemouth might be able to offer right now. He's a manager that also doesn't tend to join clubs mid-season and he takes months and months to get the players playing how he wants. We don't have months and months. Yes, his brand of football would be exciting and reckless, but is that the type of harem, scarum stuff we need right now? Plus, his tenures, like I said, they're, they're only ever short term. Look at his managerial history. He doesn't hang about. I thought the appointment of Parker was because of the yearning of uh, a name to oversee a long term project. And a plan which involves Bielsa is, well, not really that. Is that strategy changing with the board or did we ever have a strategy? With Gary O'Neill, yes, we are learning on the job, but he's managed to adapt very quickly. You could have called him naive at times, yeah, of course, but it must be remembered that the two times we've done that recently, one game was with the aid of a Travers flap at the hands of a Champions League side, and the other time we were coasting in a game and a worldie of a strike changed the fortunes of the opposition. Yes, of course, we had Saints and West Ham before that, but O'Neill seemed to learn from those poor showings, and... Look, despite the poor quality of the opposition in our last two games, by the way, of Everton, Cherries did show a really intelligent style of play, morphing effortlessly from a four at the back to a three within the back whenever it suited, with Tavernier seemingly being the fulcrum. When he goes, we all go. And it worked to a T. Under O'Neill, we don't have to rip up the rule book, we don't have to change the way we play, and we don't necessarily need new personnel to fit a specific formula. What we will hopefully get, though, is new personnel to complement the formula that we've got. But the question does remain, of course, as to whether Gary will be able to attract the names we desire over a big name like Bielsa. O'Neill is the least risky option, and in the position we're in, I can see why we've gone down this road. The number at which we're sat at in the league table, it looks all right. But with the games ahead, it must be said that we could be likely to drop a few places if results don't go our way. Look, Newcastle, we were actually tremendous at the back. And in the first 60 against Spurs, we were pretty much flawless. Do we want to go all Bielsa Bournemouth against Chelsea and Man United? I'd suggest that perhaps we don't. Maybe, just maybe, Gary O'Neill actually fits the short-term ambitions better than what a supposed long-term appointment does. Naturally, fans obviously will feel as though a big appointment really would be a statement of intent for our immediate future, but perversely, maybe Foley is securing our long-term future by looking short-term. Either way, the new tenure, perhaps for some fans, is starting in underwhelming fashion. Actually, maybe the word underwhelming isn't the word we should use because we're saying that word because we're simply continuing as we were. Maybe that's not underwhelming. Maybe it is whelming, like I said. We have been delighted at the steadying of the ship and perhaps that's what the board have decided we need for this season. No mad changes, no reckless cash flashing and perhaps a time to get over the line this season and prepare for the next with a little more purpose and extravagance. Maybe, maybe that's the case. But once again, it's worth underlining that it's not necessarily the end result that Bournemouth fans dislike. O'Neill has developed his game in a short space of time and he could turn out to be a great manager. Whilst I'd stop short at comparing his skill set to someone like Eddie Howe, like others have, he seemingly does have all the attributes to be successful. Were we that bothered about Bielsa? 
probably not. Football would have been exciting, but it would have been a risk. And the issue, though, is simply the way it's been played out once again. Like I said, maybe we've been too transparent and honest in revealing the names that we've been talking about, potentially. But it's the second time that that's happened. You could call it the third. You'd think we'd learn. Or maybe the board were just in conversations with Bielsa. And sometimes, just sometimes, if you're out spotted chatting to a high-profile manager, there's not a lot you can do to keep those kind of rumours quiet, is there? I suppose all we can do is trust the process. The appointment has been made and the decision, of course, it won't have been taken lightly. We've now got a caretaker manager in permanent charge. The board know it, Gary knows it, and we know it. So what this episode has done is merely put more scrutiny on those at the helm of the football club. They will know the decision that they've made as maybe disappointed fans, but the strength in their own conviction means that they've had the belief and the confidence to see it through, knowing that any failure will reflect not on Gary O'Neill, but on themselves. They've taken a risk, but the safest risk. Now, of course, any board of any football club, it needs scrutiny, and AFC Bournemouth, they're no different. Largely, it has to be said that they've done well with transfer deals, but managerially, we've now had five different people in charge in just over two years. Not ideal. Then the history of Premier League caretaker manager stepping up, well, isn't exactly littered with glory, but fingers crossed he bucks the trend. Gary, we are all behind you. We're looking forward to the return of football in December, and whether there are 10 of us or a 1,000 of us at St James's Park, we cannot wait to be singing in the Leeses stand. We'll be singing your name and we'll be hoping to get through to the next round. Yeah, so we are all behind Gary O'Neill and that piece was an informational video that is on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash AFCB podcast. So do check that out. Reaction was fairly mixed, but we all were united in our our wish for Gary O'Neill to do as well as possible. Look, he's done great up until now. So yeah, why not? Why not? Perhaps he should have been rewarded with the role. And look, he works hard, he works diligently, he speaks well, he knows the club history. And you never know, he could be the man to lead us to Premier League safety. Now, thanks to you guys, Back of the Net was nominated for two gongs at the Football Content Awards in Manchester on Wednesday. So, we use the opportunity to talk to fellow content creators and discuss their thoughts on the cherries. It's a video that's on our YouTube channel, but we thought we would bring it to you in an audio version as well. A bit of cherries, a bit of Arsenal, a bit of Spurs, a bit of Man United. We got a bit of everything. We just wanted to underline, though, our massive thanks to everyone who voted for us. You are all legends. Whilst we didn't get any silverware, that's not the reason why we went up there. It's just to um to enjoy the experience and just to mix with people that are a lot better than us. Anyway, this was the best of the Football Content Awards. Welcome to Manchester. I keep on saying Manchester in my vlogs. That's because we're at Manchester again. It's not only myself, it's Tom Jordan here as well. Tom, Hello. how are you, mate? Yeah, good, you? Good, yeah. Second home, isn't it? It's Manchester. our second home and we're up here for the FCAs. We're at the Britannia Hotel and we're privileged to have been nominated mm. and made two awards at the Football Content Awards that's just opposite of the Mercure Hotel. Today, we're going to take you through the afternoon. The event starts at seven o'clock tonight, but mm. we travelled a long way. I think, Tom, it's time to lubricate our throats. Is it? J2O time. Oh, yes, <laughs> 
We've just come across this very dapper looking gentleman. Me dapper? What about yeah. him? What about him? Jeff, how are you? I'm good, yeah, really good. It's um really interesting, this Football Content Awards, like celebrating fan media, which is an important thing. It sort of bridges the gap, doesn't it? Well, I think, um, what we do on Back of the Net, I think is real, it's authentic, you know, it's not, it's one of my big bugbears, as people will know if they've listened to me rant on in the past, is, is pundits know nothing. Yeah. And we fans, we know, we know what's going on. We see the club week in, week out. We're much better place to comment on our team, certainly. And I think increasingly other fans feel the same. You get so much great stuff out there from fan podcasts that that really it's making it's making BBC redundant. Hence, you know, they're full of clickbaiters these days. We see like two minutes of like so-called analysis on match of the day. Uh, yeah. Much of it is very ill-advised. Tom's yeah. here. So Hello. yeah, um, and you know what? We're up against some brilliant fan content. We are. Tonight, but we are. Can we bring it? I don't think we will. Well, but you never know. You know what? It's the big six, Sam. And, yeah. and what what are we known for? Upsetting the odds. Yeah, you know, going going to Chelsea and winning away. That's what we do. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> Don't mention City. Yeah. Anyway, you know, so it could go either way. You know, we're in it for the long haul. If we go three one up, we're not going to give it away in the last twenty. That's for sure. We'll see how it goes. Right, let's get in there, shall we? Come yeah. on. Right here, we got Matty from the Magpie Channel. What's happening? What's happening? What's how happening? are you, mate? You alright? Uh, good, me. I all good. Talk to me about Eddie. Oh, how man? Do you like him? Is he doing alright? Is he doing alright? But he's doing more than alright, isn't he? I think he's beyond exceeding what we hoped for, especially this early. You know, I was I was picking up Eddie Howe, a lot of Newcastle fans were sceptical maybe, because, yeah, yeah. because of the money, because of everything else, because we tried to get Unai Emery, I think people wanted that fancy name. But Eddie Howe and he's I mean, we're third in the league, mate. what more can you say than third in the league? He's, like he's not, the names he's brought in aren't well, exactly like Hollywood names, are did, they? Did anybody else want to say Nick Pope? Did anybody else want oh, to say yeah. Matt Target? Anybody else want to say, you know what I mean? The, the players he's done is it's improving Joe Little, it's improving Fabian Shaw, it's improving Joe Willick. What about Almiron, mate? What's going on with him? He's been taking Messi's steroids or something, I don't know, mate. <laughs> I don't know what he's been doing. But... We've got Adam Pearson here, right. top Newcastle fan. How are you, mate? I'm doing good, thank you. Uh, it's always a pleasure to come down to the event. It's the first time, first year for me, actually, but I've enjoyed it so far. It's been really good. Mate, I've been, I've been chatting to Matty uh, from the Magpie channel about Eddie Howe. Um, Mate, you're a person who's met him in the flesh on a number of times. Oh, yeah, that's Mate, um, well, what do you make of him? Because, like, as a Bournemouth fan, we're always interested in what Newcastle fans are saying. He um, he seems to have, you know, like, understood the Geordie culture by the sounds of it. I think there were a few questions, but I think very quickly Eddie Howe answered them. Uh, first day at the training ground, he's in there, 12-hour shift straight away. Compared to the previous manager, he's in, like, a three-hour shift. It's just straight away you see that this guy's ready to work. And it's not just that... Um, I know a lot of people contend this saying Newcastle would just spend all his money on it, always have a transformation, but a lot of our current players we had before the takeover are performing so well and that's just down to good man management now. Eddie Howe knows his team, he knows what players perform well, he knows how to get best out of them. All the players are physically fit to play and that's down to somebody like Eddie Howe, of course all his coaching staff as well, like Jason Tindall, it's just an incredible coaching team and well, third in the Premier League too, I don't think many people would have saw that one coming so far this season. Here's a familiar face to the channel, Neil Atkinson from the Anfield Wrap. Neil, last time we chatted, that was pre-9-0. Obviously, 9-0 happened, but in a way, for us, it was the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, you've got another manager, yeah. and you've kicked on from there insofar as the points total is concerned, and now it's Bielsa, which is just insane. Well, if that happens, and wow. No one knows what's going to happen next year. 
fascinating to me. It's a big win against Everton. Um, I'd say, you know, it's one of the greatest results you in, okay? in association okay? football in my lifetime. Uh, Twice in a week? Yeah, 7-1 in a week, you know, tremendous stuff. Absolute scenes down at Dean Court, wonderful to see uh, post-match. So now... Um, I think you could stay up. I think genuinely, it might be about whether or not you finish ahead of Everton. I'm not being funny about that. I think that, you know, for me, Bournemouth, Forest, Southampton, Everton, maybe Leeds, I think you're going to end up in it. So getting that result against Everton at home, you know, it's a three points you can control if you know, don't lose a Goodison Park. You know, I think, I, I, think there's, I think there's loads of ways Bournemouth can stay up, but I think if you stay ahead of Everton, that'll be the biggest way to sort of as a barometer. Still, from the Anfield Rep. Always a pleasure, never a show. You know who this guy is. How are you, mate? You are. I'm good, thank you very much. Um, talk to me about your season, mate. It's going okay. Yeah, going okay. Do you believe? Do you believe? I'm starting to believe. I honestly oh, yeah. believe. You know, I think that we're uh, at this moment in time. The league don't lie. We are the best team in the league at this moment yeah, in time. Yeah. We play really well. Listen, we come down to you guys, Bournemouth, and you know, I was worried about that game beginning yeah, of the season, well, and yeah. uh, we, I think we played really, really well. We've looked a really decent side all season. I think defensively, we're so, so much better than what we was over the last few seasons. I think that's a big key. Saliva coming in there. Ben White's been outstanding. He scored a worldie against us. Oh, yeah, it was a great oh, goal. God. Do you know what? I forgot about that goal the other day. What's it was talking goal? about uh, the best goals. That was a great, great goal. That was a brilliant performance from us, really. It was a shorter performance. We really needed to kick on, and, and we've done really well, right? Enjoyed that. Okay, the bronze award goes to. Arsenal Vision. The Silver Wolves goes to the Big Six. And the Big One, the Gold Award goes to Always Wolves. So we got the king of talking about the EFL, Gab Sutton here. We're all wondering, Cap, whether we're going to be back next <laughs> season. Look, um, I think the most pundits had Bournemouth down. Like, yeah, I, think, I, I thought you were going down, yeah. But down. you know what? It, it could still happen. But how, how have you made our start to the Premier League season, mate? I've, uh, well, obviously my main focus is the EFL, but um, from afar, I'm really curious to see who you get as the next manager. Me too! Heard, is it going to be Bielsa? I've heard him going to be linked oh, to I think it's going to be it Gary O'Neill. It's like those two, like polar <laughs> opposites, aren't they? Like, you know, like one end of the pitch, the other. Like, it's just mental. Would, um, it, look, look, would, um, would Bielsa be a bad thing? We've got personnel to play a particular style, and we know how Bielsa likes to play. Would he have to change much of our team to be able to adopt that style at all? Yeah, he'd want a couple of ball-playing defenders, I'd imagine, yeah, wouldn't yeah. he? Um, so, yeah, I, I'd imagine he'd have to change. It would be quite a radical move to do. Normally, you'd want to appoint Bielsa in the summer when you've got a bit of time to build the squad that you want as opposed to coming in mid-season. Uh, so, I mean, but again, it does sound more exciting having Marcelo Bielsa mm. in the dugout than... I, you know, with all respect to Gary O'Neill. So, picture this, picture this. Okay, you, go on. you are AFC Bournemouth chief executive. You are making the decision, okay. Bielsa or O'Neill. Yeah. Who would I go with? I can understand it from you know the CEO's perspective. Do you stick with what you know and then try to keep yourself oh. up or change the style halfway through the season? This is this is like a huge philosophical dilemma, Sean. It, it's like, you know, determinism or freeway. It's like such a... Um, I'm... 
I feel like I'm a bit of an idiot saying this because, uh, you know, I, rejecting Bielsa seems like an absolutely crazy thing to do if you're Bournemouth. Mm. Uh, but I think that he's going to he's not going to compromise the way he wants to play. He's just going to, it's absolutely going to be my way. I would actually probably go for the more moderate option of sticking with Gary O'Neill if you're happy with performances. I would think you want to minimise change. Um, so I think that's probably what I'd edge towards. But I think I'd probably look at it in the summer and think, you know, depending on how performances have been or what we've done, you know, maybe look at it another option in the summer. But I think for now, I'd probably, if you're happy with performances, I'd probably stick with Gary O'Neill. Yeah, well, Lee, tell us about your channel, mate. Yeah, we're going all right, like, first year, like, you know, got the bronze today, like, you know, so... Well done, well done. Yeah, yeah, we're well pleased with that, like, you know, first Did you want anything, I mean, you wanted gold, but were you expecting... Well, yeah, well, you know I mean, I had my speech all written out, like, you know, so... Uh, no, I didn't know, you know, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, you're up against lots of different people and, and you know, like, to get, to even be nominated is fantastic, so, uh, um, never thought, when you actually go into this world, you ever never think, oh, I want to be nominated yeah. for an award, mate, so well pleased with that, like, you know, and we'll take that, like, you know, we'll take that. The Lee Judges, Arsenal no, might be winning the league? Well, it might be, and just before I go, good luck to Bournemouth this season, I hope you do really, really well. It's one of the best grounds, and I mean this sincerely, it's one of the best grounds to go to. And um, I'm down there on Sunday, so if you do, if, you, if anybody is in Bournemouth on, the, on, on, on Sunday and they see me, come and say hello. He's doing signed autographs, he'll autograph anything you want. Yeah, anything you want. judges, cheers man. So you've got Cecil here from AFTV. Hey, How are you, buddy? I'm very well, Mate, I mean. Um, you came to Dean Court, said this is the best away day you've been to. This Has that changed? No. No, honestly. Um, You're so listen, close to the pitch, yeah, aren't you? That, that's what it is. And yeah. some fans complained that, you know, there wasn't enough um, attendance for away fans to, you know, watch Arsenal when we, went, when we come and played against you guys. And I understand that. You, you're very lucky if you are there. Yeah. But being there was incredible. Being so close to the players, like you said, and the atmosphere was rocking that day. The sun was out. The Saliba chant, don't, I believe, was don't, the, don't, I know, don't, I don't mind about the score, what happened, about. but Saliba, the chant, I think, was when it first kind of came out, the, the tequila Saliba one, and it was an absolute great day. Um, My colleague Tom said that uh, maybe Ben White is a better right-back than Tommy Asu. You were like, ooh, is he, is he not? But look, Arsenal season, mate, I mean, it's going all right. It's going very well. I mean, all right is, is a bit of an understatement. I mean, I didn't expect to be top of the league at Christmas, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm aware that, you know, there's still a long, long um, half of the season to go, but it's going very well. I'm very happy with what Mikel Arteta's done. It's really good. I like Bournemouth as well. I hope you guys maintain your time for the Premier League. Love this guy. No, on a serious, because I don't know if you, you may not have seen this, but James Hill is a defender for you guys, yeah, yeah. and I mentored him through my company, Talent yeah, Transfer, yeah, yeah. and he was at Fleetwood, and we, we've worked together, and now he's in the Premier League and for me it's massive. I worked with him when he was really young and it's nice to see someone that's you know, gone through my programme and is now at a Premier League club. So I hope you stay in. He's a good friend of mine. I'll chat to him regularly and as much as he hasn't been on the side recently, Bournemouth, we've got a good good setup, and I hope he does flourish in our team. I hope you stay up. We're here with Amy Clements, her game two. Amy, congratulations are in order. Tell me about what you've just won. We've just won the gold prize for best in women's football. Which is incredible. You're, you're doing incredible. an amazing job. Thank tell you. me, tell me about her game too. So we, um, well, started off anti-sexism campaign in football. Really, a lot of us, a lot of the girls, experienced a lot of sexism at games. You know, online, 
Um, some of them worked in football and had experienced a lot of kind of discrimination. And we kind of said, no, <laughs> don't, yeah. don't want to go through that anymore. We set up the campaign. We launched the video on uh, May 2021 last year. Good FA video. Cup final day, thank you. Um, and it blew up. And we were like, okay, wow, there's a lot of people listening. Like, let's try and do something. And then we stand here today, having got like seven Premier League partners, Bournemouth included. Um, you know, almost bar one club, I think the whole of League Two are partnered with us. You know, we're working alongside Utilita and Juicen. We've worked with Nationwide on an event before. Like, it's crazy. It's safe to say I demolished my meal. As to Jeff Hayward there. Yeah, good food. The best club, content creator, Premier League are... Adam Pearson. chuffed to win this award it was, <laughs> it was it's not ours it's not ours I stole my award <laughs> look at look at that it's a beautiful thing um <laughs> talk to me how are you bud introduce yourself to the people of youtube that support bournemouth mate hello everyone i am the irish guy i think i said bournemouth stay up this season so you should all like me all right if you know that video i i was one of the few who gave you a chance to survive i like you yes I like yes you. It wasn't our awards, but it was your. Um, tell me, how does it feel to win some glassware tonight? I mean, a, but you know, you were up against some really, really good competitors, weren't you? Absolutely. I was gobsmacked, to be honest. I was not expecting it at all, because as you say, the competition was absolutely stacked. Um, yeah, amazing, really. I'm just happy for my mother, because she flew over. So she finally got to see something. Can I. How are you? How how proud are you? Very very proud. I love, love, love that. She's on the floor. Look, um, I hear you support a certain club that may be close to our hearts in some way. Eddie Howe, Newcastle. Go. Tell me about how he's doing. That's the one. Eddie Howe. Do you know what? It's surreal being a Newcastle fan right now. Third of Christmas. I'll be honest. I feel quite ashamed for this. When he got the job last year. I wasn't sure, okay, because he was coming off the back of a relegation. He'd been out of the job for a, out of work for a while. I know the job he did, Bournemouth, was amazing, but he's a relegation specialist. <laughs> no, listen, I thought he might have been still burned out. I don't know, maybe the relegation demoralised him. It's complete opposite. He's refreshed. He's he's honest, and, and you know what? It's so easy to throw the the takeover. Um, oh, yeah, it's because Newcastle money. It's ridiculous. He's, He's just working with what he's got, really. I know he's brought in Bruno Gamares, and Kieran Tribune, and Nick Pope. Great signings, yes. But, maybe Bruno aside, are they really the Rabinho signings that Man City brought in? Not so much. I think what what he's done is knuckle down and work with what he has. And, yeah, bring it through Almir and Joe Linton. Like, oh. they're completely different players. Right, so talk to me about your channel. Where can people find you? People know, but just <laughs> tell them anyway. If you just type in The Irish Guy on YouTube... I'll be there, I'll be there. Go there if you want to yeah, see some um, bad football facts. I don't know. Just go there. 
He See what himself well. Go, go to that channel. Click, 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 click. We're here with expressions. Mate, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Uh, double white rum and cranberry. You get me? That's a beautiful drink. Mate, um, a couple of weeks ago, Bournemouth fans were on cloud nine after 50 minutes or so. Yeah. Tuned it up over Spurs. Yeah. Spurs turned it around. Yeah. What happened? Like, what, what happened? Yeah, but you man are Jason Bournemouth, blood. Like, you we were 2-0 up. You get me? You lost your mind. Matt Damon and Bourne Identity. And then when you remembered who he was, it was 3-2, blood. You know what I mean? You lot should have never been 2-0 up. We were playing terribly. You get me? You gave us that brace, that stone called Steve Austin. But then you held three man like Morgan fans. So that's pretty much what happened. Like Antonio Conte, the Italian stallion. You know what I mean? You were smoking garlic bread in the first half. Then he started sniffing Parmesan cheese in the second, bro. And we turned it around. You know what I mean? It was sensational. Uh, we've yeah, got man. another mutual friend. Gone. Aaron Ramsdale. Hey. Talk, talk to me. I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. Yeah, obviously. Um, just, I love his... I don't know if I can swear about shithousery when he, when he winds up away fans. And your chips are. Yeah, your chips and all of that. He, I love all that. And he's, he, he embraces it all. And big up to him because when he joined Arsenal, Arteta kind of said, like, look, Leno's here and there's going to be, you have to battle and, and battle for your for the first team sport. You have to, you know, go up against it. And he, he thrived at that. And as soon as he got that shirt, got that opportunity, he took it. And he's been flying ever since. And should be England's number one. I love him. I, I mean, I love his dad. I sit near his dad at away games and he's a legend as well. And Aaron Ramsdale, what a legend, man. What All legend, right, where are you finishing? Where are you finishing? Put a number on it. Oh, why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? Don't do this to me. This is my also. I normally ask fans. Um, okay. Oh, where are we finishing? Oh, why are we doing this one? I'm going to say... Go on. I'm going to say third. I don't want to say anything else. I'm going to say third. I'm going to say we, we take a title this season. Whether it's, it's out of Europa League and FA Cup, I say we, we pick up some silverware. And if we do, I'll be over the moon. But top four is the goal for this season, always has been. I know where we are. May distract a lot of fans. And I'm normally the fan that gets distracted and says, Whoa, let's dance all the way to the top of the league. But I'll be realistic. I think top four is the goal. Third will be fired and a, and a trophy this season. Cecil, thank you very much, mate. Thank you very much. Take care. Love. So, um, a successful season for you this season. Whereabouts are you hoping to finish? Top four and a trophy. Yeah? Yeah. Fourth? Yeah, well, I'll take fourth, bloods. Definitely with the football we're playing, that fossil football, but I'll take fourth 100%. Thoughts on Antonio Conte? Happy with him? Uh, I have to ask me that at the end of the season, mate. A little bit reserved style, but um, he's getting uh, results, no. isn't he? He's getting results, but it's very reserved, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man, I don't know. Like, if he gets man silverware, then big him up. If not, then we'll have to talk about it at the end of the season, you know what I'm saying? A certain face you might recognise. If you know YouTube, you'll know this guy, Flex. What's happening? From the, from the United View, how are you, fella? You are right? I'm good, I'm good, I'm very good, man. Um, you know, like off air, you were just telling me how much you love Bournemouth as an away day. Oh, listen, the vitality, mate, what is it? How much is in there? 12,000, 17, how much is it? Don't take the piss. No, I'm being serious, how much is it? Uh, 11,300. That little corner by the byline, I love it. As an away fan, you feel like you're literally there on the pitch. We're, um, actually, the last time I went there, when you was in the last league, um, you scored an overhead kick, one Masaka didn't clear it, and you won 1-0. So I'm a hat blue officer, it's really windy. But uh, it's a great away day. And we got Babs here. Babs, how are you, fella? Um, I'm good. Because I'm not good, I'm good. Fellow competitor yes. in the whatever it was, best, but well, none of us won. No, but congratulations on the nomination. That's the but, yeah, I know, it's a big thing, yeah. isn't it? Um, like, I've had a few Arsenal people on tonight. We got uh, Cecil, Lee, judges. You're doing all right, aren't you, mate? Oh, yeah. You're doing okay. You're doing all right. We're thriving on top of the Premier League, I think. I'm not sure. I think we are. You, can you can you confirm that? 
I've looked it up, they are. Mate, um, is it going to last? Hopefully, is it? hopefully. I think it depends on the transfer window. If we can sign some good players, you never know. When you see the fixture list, Bournemouth, yeah. what are you thinking? Three points. Do you know what? No, because where we've been, where we're coming from, where we're trying to get to, we need to prove that we can dispatch of teams that are in the lower half of the table or teams that we think that we should be. We ain't got God given right to beat anyone. Manchester United have been getting kicked about by loads of teams recently. So yeah, we've got we can get out for the bigger games, you know, Man, United, Man City at home, or whether it's Arsenal at home, Liverpool, we've done that, Tottenham. But you know, we Aston Villa away, got spanked. You know, there's 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 tough games out there, just about beat Fulham. So look, there are no easy games in the Premier League. And full and Bournemouth, should I say, by the way, when you sat Scott Parker, you're thinking, oh brother, okay, premature there. O'Neill comes in, look. I know, you're doing right. Do you know it? what I mean? So you're an unknown entity in that, in that, and then by the time you get to January when he's got a bit more time to work, I'm telling you now, not an easy, there's no easy games in the front. None. This is a ball with fan channel, and I'm sure you're getting a positive answer. Are we gonna stay up, Babs? You know, I like your striker, Kiefer Moore. I think he's very good. He's a handful. Yeah. Against Arsenal, he causes some issues as well. And against Spurs, he scored a few goals. Are you being nice before being negative? Are you saying we're going down? No, I don't have negative things to say about Bournemouth. You've got a nice city, nice stadium, nice area. I've got nothing I hope you stay up, because you're a nice little team. But are we? Are, are we staying up? Pressure's um, on, Babs. As long as you don't win the Emirates, then yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Thank you, man. No worries. Take care, So... I think people need no introduction. How are you, Robbie? You're right, mate. Yeah, good, good, good. Enjoyed the award. So these um these are a like celebration of fan media, mate. I mean, it's important, isn't it, fan media, like in the football world? Oh yeah, you listen. It's, it's it's a thing that you know when it's fan media, you get to hear from the real fans. You know what I mean? And um, we are just important to the game of football as the players. I I, I truly believe that, and you saw that during COVID when you had empty stadiums, the game weren't the same. And it, don't take that from me, the players said it. Yeah. The players said this is not the same game, you know what I mean? So the fans are a really, really important part of football and fan media allows more and more fans to get hurt. So of course, yeah, very, very important. Turkish. Yes, come on. How are you, fan? How are you? Yeah, top of the league. Mate, uh, you won 3-0 at Dean Court earlier this season. Yeah. You're your season's going from strength to strength, top of the league. What's going on? It is clean sheets away from home, it, five points clear of City. Is this the season? <laughs> it, could, it, could, it could be. It could be. Okay, I've like, got my mate you here. He'll probably you, report back to Scarfuggery and then. Are, yeah. you, are you starting to believe? Yeah. I am, yeah. I am. And, and and at what point were you believing? It probably started maybe after that Liverpool win. Because yeah. it's been a while since we've been able to pull it out of the bag. I know Liverpool ain't the same team as they used to be, yeah. but you know, it doesn't seem like we're the same team we used to be. So after that Liverpool win, I thought, okay, we're serious. And think about the amount of clean sheets we've had away from home, not only Bournemouth, Brentford, um, Leeds away from home, Wolves away from home, yeah. Chelsea away from home, Crystal Palace away from home. So it, it, right now, it's all is rosy. Oh, by the way, fantastic job on the overlap presenting the other day. I thought you were oh, yeah. absolutely superb. And oh, Tom, thank you, thank you. Tom from the back of the net was on, you know, representing AFC Bournemouth. And look, yeah, yeah, he was we, good. We was, we've been. I love his shirt, by the way. <laughs> I, I love that vintage shirt he had on, man. That was a brilliant shirt. In terms of AFC Bournemouth, mate, I mean, 
Look, we're a small club. I know you love going to Bournemouth. I love going to. It's one of my favourite away days. A lot of a lot of fans have been thinking Bournemouth go down. At the moment, we're 14th. Oh, we call it the halfway point just beforehand. We got a hard we got a hard task staying up. But do you reckon we could do it? I thought. I, listen, I, I thought I have to be admit that you know when Scott Parker was there and then they got rid of him. I wasn't surprised that they got rid of him actually because I'd spoken to a couple of Bournemouth fans and I could see they weren't too happy with him for quite a while. But um, I thought that they were going to be the team to go down, but they've been on a brilliant run. And even some of those games that they lost, like to West Ham and that, I thought they were very, very unlucky. Just give me a number. Where are you finishing the season? Careful, careful, careful. Go on. Second. <laughs> He's going second. Tom, jo- Tom, or you know, AKA Gary. Gary, Gary. You got to, you know, yeah. a quick word to Robbie. Arsenal are doing all right, aren't they? Yeah, they're all right. Would you, fact, you fancy it? Listen, I know, I, I know, Robbie. You I, believe, I, do you? I do believe. Yeah, I do yeah, believe. I do believe that Arsenal can go all the way. We're going to need a lot of things to go our way. You know, I mean, especially injuries. You know, if if we can, like when Liverpool won it that year. They had a very injury-free yeah. season. Van Dyke didn't get injured. Salah didn't get injured. We kind of need a similar thing. Strengthen a bit as well um, in January. And we've got more than a great chance because we're playing really well at the moment. I think, I think at the moment we're playing the best football. I really do. So why can't, <laughs> why can't we do it? Now, why is everybody just oh, saying right. no? Ramsdale go. Ben White is from our area as yeah, well. Yeah, so yeah, we're yeah. Ben White's been brilliant, by the way. And Ramsdale. Ramsdale, in fact, but Ben White's been a revelation. If he don't play for England, Ben White. Well, it'd be shocking. It'd be shocking if he don't play. He, he has to play. Right, welcome, Jay. Jay, Hello. how are you, mate? I'm very good, thank you. So, look, we've we've not won any silverware, any glassware, any any frames. I was backing you as well. But, but I gather you have. Yeah. Show the audience what you got, mate. Best in social. Mate, t- mate, talk to me about your channel, what you do, go on. Um, so I cover the top four tiers of English football, so Premier League down to League Two. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm just posting like social media, trying to get the word out there about League Two, lower leagues, whilst also, you know, trying to get the audience in from the Premier League. Um, so I've run this for a few years now, amassed like over 100,000 on Instagram. Mate, that's a- and um, look, I mean, like whilst that was the bronze award, you know, I gather that's not your highest accolade. I, w- I won it last year. So Did you won it last year? I won it last year. I couldn't regret my re- what a lad. But um, no, and then I won best best young last year as well. So right. So Just tell you, so tell our viewers how to find your content, mate. I'm sure um, they know. But I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat, all at the ninety two Bible. What a lad! Bronze award winner this year. He's going for gold again next year. Up the year, cherries. Sure. Up the cherry. Love that from him. So it's been a, a good. Uh, you know, how how can you call an unsuccessful night successful? No, it's mate, successful to be here, mate. It was. So, you Love. know what? It's been so nice to chat football with so many lovely people, mate. Yeah. We've met a load of people. I mean, a, like a lot of Arsenal tonight. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, Arsenal. You could see that they were obviously. Uh, how how could you say it? Like Robbie in particular. They were the kind of ones that, you know, almost make all this happen from back in the day. So they've got a lot of broads out from that. Lee Judges, Turkers, some great channels. So, yeah, quite heavy on Arsenal tonight. But it's Man City as well. I feel like there was a few. Um, City Extra got a award. I think yeah. there was a few City about. Yeah, they did really but well, City Extra. Judges did there. Look, getting the beers in. So, yeah, it was, um, it was 
It's just been really nice, mate. There's so many people I think, oh, I'll watch you, I'll watch you. It's really nice. So, Jeff, not to be tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd like to um, look at what the judges scored us against because I feel like, you know, maybe, maybe there were a few lines that were perhaps, you know, not well, quite offside, not quite VAR, yeah, did it really do its job, but conspiracy, you know, top six seem to get all the... Anyway, whatever. You know, it's great to be here. Uh, back of the net is definitely um, well thought of here. We've had loads of compliments, which is fantastic. And um, yeah, here we go. Next season, we'll be back. Jeff's not better at all. <laughs> Never. How do you sum up this whole night for us, mate? Uh, look, we're a... Uh, when you, it's so weird. Like we we arrived here thinking yeah. we've got no chance. We sort of walked in here thinking we've got less of a chance yeah. than we yeah, thought yeah. we had. And then the, I mean, some of the some of the content creators here are unbelievable. Yeah, leagues ahead of what we are, and it's just a celebration of fan media. This whole thing, isn't it? Absolutely, and I think uh, I think what puts it into context is you're looking at the there was a lot of awards which was great for like football league and non league. And you look at their numbers going, they're close to our numbers. And that just shows the, the gulf that, that we are Bournemouth and, you know, we're in the categories of the Premier League. So it is what it is. But it's really nice to see that they do, you know, they do the nod league, then the her game too. And then they also go to the AFTV. So you have the whole range, which is really, really cool. So, yeah, just wanted to underline, thank you so much for your support. It's truly appreciated. So, manager done, takeover hopefully in December maybe, and England hopefully winning the World Cup. We'll see how that goes. But until the next audio pod, there's content that's going to be rolling in on our YouTube channel. I'm absolutely certain of that as soon as the World Cup ends. That's at youtube.com forward slash AFCB podcast. But until then, if I don't speak to you, happy Christmas. It feels weird saying that now. But you've been listening to Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. Maybe on Walker. Pew. Pew! That'll do it! That will do it! Pew for Bournemouth! The roof of the Gold Sands is raised! Everyone here knows what that could mean to this football club. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.